0: Hello, and welcome to Bedlam Social Hour, a DD and d podcast. I am Bedlam, the aforementioned GM. Before we start, we have one brief announcement, and that is we have a Patreon page now. You can find it at www.patreon.com slash Bedlam's Social Hour, all one word. That's Bedlam's social hour. The two S's next to each other look kind of funny, but that's what it ended up being. So you can either go there or click the link in the show notes. We're just getting started, but we encourage you to hop on over and check it out. Once again, we thank you for joining us as we continue creating our story. We hope you enjoy Last session, Mirmalnir witnessed the enigmatic blue-haired fawn speak some words over the fallen Latgain before she picked up his body and carried it off to realms unknown. He then secured Grom, who had fallen unconscious in battle, and proceeded to remain vigilant through the night as he reflected on mistakes and losses past. The next morning, Tylalor, having achieved Lower Disputia and successfully delivered her warning of an impending Osperian siege army, made efforts to return to Grom and Myrmolnir. Meanwhile, a pair of travelers, namely Brax and Valrill, stumbled upon Grom and Myrmolnir. All parties cautiously made each other's acquaintances, and Brax offered some insight into Grom's recently acquired disease of wood blight. As they awaited Tidalor's return, the four came to realize a shared goal of preventing the wizard Medlac from furthering his soul-stealing blood ruby agenda, whatever his end goal may be. Grom and Mirlnir paid tribute to their fallen companion, each in their own way. Grom crafting a tattoo using ink made from the scales from his dragonborn friend, and Myrmolnir enacting the rites of his clan by giving what was left of Latgain's remains over to the river and his deity Kusodrus and speaking a beautiful eulogy over his fellow dragonborn in their shared tongue. After the ceremonies, Brax, Valriel, and Myrmolnir went in search of a flower, which is the main ingredient in the potion necessary to cure Grom's wood blight. They successfully found and retrieved the sought-after component, only to be confronted by a treant, who graciously gifted them the flower, and subsequently delivered a cryptic message concerning the source of the afflicting blight, as well as alluding to potential breaches into the material plane from unknown sources. Later in the evening, Tylor eventually returned to the camp. There she met Brax and Valrill and helped Grom complete the task of preparing a quote-unquote hoard of treasure to honor Latgain's dragon spirit. Once completed, the group chatted about shared goals over the campfire, during which some questions motivated by suspicion were asked about the blood ruby contained in Tylalore's necklace. Accusations were made, followed by a blatant request for her to remove it. Compelled by a cursed dagger, Tylalore has been carrying for quite some time. She found herself involuntarily complying with the demand. Once removed, the group found themselves confronted with something quite unexpected. And it is here we will resume our story. Tylalore, as you remove the necklace, you feel an assault on your entire being. Something, no, someone, is attempting to supplant your being, and you know who it is. If you wish to continue to be Tylalore, please roll me a wisdom save.
1: Oh, oh, no.
0: With advantage, because it is your body.
1: Oh, good. Oh, no. That's a five either way. A five?
0: Okay. You're not out of the woods yet, but you're not condemned. It's going to come down to what I roll here. You muster all of the willpower you are able to currently find and push back against the psychic onslaught. And it is at this point that I was going to hand you a little piece of paper, but I am going to whisper something in your ear instead. Okay. Regardless, here comes the overlap. Your ears pop, and your hearing is reduced. A ringing, subduing any other sounds around you. A vertical slit, about eight feet tall, appears before you, and then two leathery hands, armed with vicious claws, grasp the rift and seemingly pull the opening apart. The scent of sulfur accosts you as an enormous dog faced demon steps through the rift. Towering before you, he stares down at you, seething with rage. After an uncomfortable silence, it says, You are Unctaidalur. Or should I say, Gwendolith. You disappeared for a time. The war has ended.
2: I appreciate all the Orcish Souls you
3: sent me, but I believe it is time to settle accounts. Where is my sword?
1: I have no idea.
3: Well, I suggest you find it. Given the success of your previous endeavors and how much it has benefited me, I suppose I can afford you a modicum of patience.
0: He leans down to bring his face closer to yours. His fetid breath makes you want to vomit. I'll give you one month from today to deliver me my sword. And then he turns and steps through the open rift. Once through, the interdimensional doorway closes in the same fashion it opened. And you are left with the lingering, acerbic stench of the demon's home plane.
2: You all saw that. What the fuck was that?
1: I don't know. What did you do? Didn't want to take the necklace off.
2: Well, you took it off. What the hell do we do now?
1: Well, I guess the answer is I'm Tylalore. I think Gwendolyn is here. I don't feel her there anymore.
2: Well, what the hell is this business about a sword?
1: Remember in the war, whenever she was among a great horde of the orcs. She would use that sword, and it would snuff the orcs out. But that's all I know.
2: I can't say I know anything about that. I'm not sure I would even know where to start looking.
1: I don't think I want to start looking.
2: (laughs) Well, then we prepare for a fight. We've got one month to figure out how to kill whatever the (laughs) hell that thing was. You guys looking to hang out?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, I just... That's just, V, you had to look at those fucking, the smoke, right? You had to be like, look at that smoke. Let's go over there and see what it is. Damn, man. I just, uh, this is, <laughs> this is strange. This is a book. Where's Nair Sky or where you need him? Take off the ruby, he says.
1: How'd you make me take that off?
4: Well, he asked you. I don't think i did anything to you. I, I mean, I can, I sometimes, I can have people do some stuff, but I don't think that I did anything to you.
1: I didn't do that willingly.
4: Well, I didn't see him do anything
2: to you, love. You took it off. We all saw you. I mean, I could see why you feel it was a bad idea now.
1: But I'm telling you, I did not want to take that off. It was like something was causing me to act against my own will.
4: Well, that's, I mean, Medlac does that with those rubies. It's, uh, it's hard to say. Give it over here.
1: I'll hand it over.
4: Have you seen that happen before? (laughs) I've never seen that before. Can I check out the ruby and see if there's anything? Roll either Investigation or Arcana, your choice. I'm a little ashamed.
2: I just sat there.
0: A five? Yeah. Even with a five, you know that it is a Lotresian blood ruby. Uh, Whether or not it contains a soul, you're not sure. Whether or not it's empty, you're not sure. But it's definitely a gem that you are unfortunately
4: familiar with. Well, you mind if I hang on to this? I got a couple. I got a little collection going on. You don't feel nothing when you touch that, do you?
1: I think oh, I'd rather... No, I'm
4: pretty lucky in that way.
1: Keep it. You want to
4: try it? You said you're a gambling man. We're all around. Well, I'll admit
2: I am a little curious. You don't feel any kind of pull or any kind of draw? No, sir. I'll reach my hand up. Are you sure you want to do this? Well, I mean, take my weapon and throw it off to the side. There you go. I drop it. Squeeze it in my fist and mm. roll me a wisdom saving throw. Well, clearly, I don't have any wisdom. I wouldn't have done that.
0: <laughs> Please roll higher, else you're gonna break the campaign. Nat
2: twenty. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs>
0: grom the moment that he drops that stone into your hand you've touched these before and you've experienced this personality wanting to get out of the stone and into you and overcome and overtake everything that is about you but this is more than you've ever experienced granted it's only been a couple times but you feel from that stone this presence this overpowering rush of force that just wants to conquer you and you dig down deep and with that natural 20 push it back,
2: and I feel that you were forced to drop the stone to the ground. Hey, you all see me standing there. My arm starts shaking and my eyes close and as a couple beads of sweat appear on my brow, I flex open my hand and the stone falls into the dirt.
1: As I was watching this, I walked closer and wanted to try and grab the ruby as you went to drop it.
2: He drops it right before you intervene.
1: Okay, so...
2: I... Hey. Oh my god, that was incredible. I felt like it was rushing in on me. Like everything was getting dark, it was closing in. How do you just touch him? I'll kneel down and pick it up.
1: Actually, before you get a chance to, I'm going to snag that because that's Gwendolyn's soul and I'm pretty attached to her.
0: How are you picking it up?
1: I'm going to grab the chain of the necklace.
0: Okay, so leather...
1: uh... Right, the band.
4: Well, you sure you want to hang on to that?
1: Yeah, I mean... She did just try to cohabitate with me for a few weeks. Plus, she was my general. I'd prefer to keep her safe. Brax,
3: I think we should probably hold on to that, because I think that's Gwendolith. what well, is Gwendolith? the general that was trying to attack us.
2: Hey, wait, you've got some experience with this Gwendolith.
1: Well, we know the
3: name. We know the name. We fought against her, her army to keep her out of our lands.
4: She's your friend?
1: She was my general. Well...
4: This is quite the little situation we got then, huh?
1: I'm wrapping the necklace and putting it in my bag.
2: Yeah, what do you want to make of it? We're clearly not in any arm anymore. Are you looking to dredge up some history, or are we trying to move forward?
3: I just think whatever came through that portal, it's, it's after Gwendolith, and I think we should hold on to that.
2: Well, the question then be, if you're familiar with Gwendolith, what do you know of this sword? Or tell us what you know.
0: Real quick, go ahead and roll history of both of you, please. Sixteen.
2: Nineteen. Maybe you do know something.
0: (laughs) You, You do know something. That was for the sword. You know that the stories that you've heard, yes, you've never laid eyes on this Gwendolyn, but the stories that you've heard of the campaigns, your world was mostly located in the southwest of Latresia. The stories that you heard of the campaign proper from the incursion happened in central Lotresia, but you know that when an orcish establishment was destroyed, there were rituals performed, and you've heard stories. You know that this sword was central to these rituals, and you know that it was obvious a source of power that gave Gwendolith this prolific general. The stories you've heard have tied it
4: to her success. Well, what do we know, B? What do, you, what do you think? What do we know about this uh, this whole situation?
3: The situation is not looking really good right now.
4: All right.
0: Also, with those little high history rolls and being on the losing side of things for a good long time, yeah, you were kind of insulated safe down in your area where the fighting wasn't happening. But because you were on that side, the information that you got about the war definitely painted Gwendolyn as in a bad light. I'm like how dare she come in and violate and conquer, and you very much feel that this is a bad
4: deal. Well, why don't why don't we all just sit down over by the fire here, and we'll just take a take a breath, take a minute, take a drink. You got a drink? I believe we probably have some in the wagon, and we can discuss what we what we know and what we're gonna do here.
2: I'll walk over and grab my weapon, and once I've got it in my hand, and I, I look over at the two of you and size you up one more time. I'll tuck it into the harness in the back and pull my hand away from it and go take a seat over by this fire.
1: I'm going to cautiously go sit close to Grom.
2: I'll actually walk to the wagon and get our spirits
4: first.
3: Then we'll sit on the opposite side. You got
4: up, right? You woke up
3: during that?
5: Oh, no, you were asleep, huh? I know we talked last week about if I would have woken up
0: during the, the... the... when the demon showed up, you would have woken up. And I'm sorry, we probably should have addressed that. you like kind of crawling out of the tent
2: as this is all going down.
0: <laughs> Keep it down out there. You
3: thought it was a dinner bell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you you crawled out of the tent and stood up and saw everybody kind of sizing each other up, deciding whether or not there's a threat and what. And I think that you just kind of stood there to see how that played out until
2: Brax said, let's just go sit down. As I sat down, I, I lean over. Can I, can I borrow your dagger, love?
1: I... No.
2: No. All right. That's weird. I hate to be a bother, but do you have a knife or a dagger I could borrow?
4: Flick one out and throw it down on the by your by your feet there. Roll an attack at the ground, right? Yep. A three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna try to snatch it out of the air. We'll see if this takes a finger. Roll deck
4: save. Nat twenty. <laughs> Let me see that. Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's all twenties. Not when I rolled it. All
3: right. Nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> let
4: me see that tray. No. <laughs> Paid a lot for this.
3: Magnets under the table.
5: All right, so, Murray, did you just come and sit down? I was going to stand behind Grom and Tyler Lore.
1: Also, real quick, quietly to Grom, I mean to tell him, don't let them take Wendelith from me, please.
0: Also, you chuck the dagger, and you have a moment of like, oh, shit, I didn't mean that, I didn't mean that. And Grom's just like, and
2: I pull out that stick i've been working on that club start kind of whittling on the handle and eyeballing you love what exactly is going on with you why I'm... so attached I'm... and what's the deal with not wanting to share that doesn't seem like you just a moment ago you gave us a king's ransom
1: i'm just very attached to some things and Gwendolith is a wonderful general she's been very good to me and it doesn't sound like they'll take good care of her also i didn't want to take that necklace off so if they can make me do that what else can they make me do
2: i watched nobody made you do anything love we were all standing right here you did it of your own free will
1: he had to have done something i did not want to do that
2: are you feeling all right
1: i mean other than the power struggle i just went through <sighs> and the hard ride from the last day or two i feel kind of myself again
2: do you know you don't seem to be acting like yourself
1: to be fair, I also was in a power struggle for a few couple weeks there.
2: Well, she seems pretty attached to holding on to this Gwendolith character. And so, I'm going to say that since it's her property, that she'd be allowed to hold on to it. Now, I understand if you fellas have ties to it, or have ties about what happens to it. And you're welcome to travel with us. But, uh, I think we've unleashed some sort of a shitstorm this evening between me turning into a tree and whatever the hell happened when you asked her to take that damn old ruby off I don't know what you want to do, I'd understand if you didn't want to ride with us, you helped us find the flower and I appreciate you for that I don't rightly know what to do with it or what to make of it, but it seems like i turn around and look at Murray and look at all of you, I suppose this would be the time we figure out if we're riding together or not, I don't know what your obligations are, but I'll tell you this, we're going to deal with this Medlac fellow and hopefully figure out how to kill this fucking demon in the way. And perchance cure me from turning into this tree you're telling me about. But none of it will be great. But it'll be an adventure, I'll tell you that. You won't
4: give me the ruby?
1: No. I understand if you are on the opposite side of Gwendolyn, but I can tell you she's just a general who's doing her job. And she was great to her people.
4: She wasn't great to my people.
1: I can't change that. But she's still my general and I'm loyal to her.
4: Well, i tell you this. I don't really care, okay? You guys invited us, we pushed you back, and now I'm after Medlac. As long as that Gwyndoliv nether gets out of that ruby, I'm okay with that. <laughs> now we have
2: to just see if we
4: live long enough to get to Medlac. But I would really like that ruby. I don't think that it's very safe for you to have it.
2: Yeah, I'm awfully curious about that. Is it, has it always been this way for you?
4: What's that? Oh, I got a strong mind. Yeah, I'm super strong-minded. Everyone knows that about me, huh, B?
3: I think everybody knows that about you. Very strong mind.
4: Even Mirmanir over there barely was able to talk into my brain. That's another thing that I'm not overly familiar with. How come you've
5: never spoken to us like that before? I'm just going to look at everyone and think. This power of mine, we only use it either when we are grieving, we need to communicate in silence, or
4: we need to get a message to a large group People. We find talking is a better way to truly get across a message. Well,
2: that's a damnable bit unsettling, I'll tell you that. It'll take a little bit to get used to, but it does seem pretty useful. Carve a couple more chunks out of this club. Doesn't seem like we'll have a long ride, but at least there won't be any dull moments. Pull the flower out of the side of my belt pouch there. Look at that for a second. Well, I? I can't say that I have any idea what to do with this. I can't say I have any idea what to do about your demon. And I can't say I have any idea what to do about Medlac. Has anybody got
5: any plans? Tyler, Lore Grom, isn't Medlac the one responsible for these gems taking people's souls?
1: That's as far as we know currently.
5: So if he's the one responsible for it, and you woke up in a bar with one of these stones on your neck without a memory wouldn't he be our first kind of person we'd want to go try and find he might know about your past and be able to give some insight even if we have to break
0: a few ribs i'm going to throw something out there too uh earlier in the campaign before we started recording stuff you did have a memory of medlek was the one that cast the ritual
5: and put you in your situation
1: I mean, that's kind of been what I've been getting for this whole time.
5: Seems like it'd be a quick way to get some answers when time is against us. Agreed. Hey, love. Can I borrow your sword
2: for a second?
1: I hand the sword over. Just
2: take it for a second and use it to shave a piece of the, the wood down while giving you kind of a questioning eye, trying to take measure.
1: What's that like? Is the sword not sharp anymore?
2: And I hand it back. Oh, no, it's plenty sharp, love. Just trying to get a read on you. Something's not right about you right now. I'm not quite sure what it is or what to make of it, but something's changed since that stone's come off.
1: <laughs> I mean, there was two people and now I'm me. I, I don't know what else to say.
2: Well, no. All of a sudden, I feel like you don't trust me.
1: Of all the people around us, you're the one I trust the most.
2: Well, I find that a little worrisome, then. Can I borrow your dagger again? No. Just seems odd as all. You can see visibly that my feelings are hurt. I'm, I'm trying to kind of sort it out. <laughs> and I go back to carving with the borrowed knife from a stranger who I hardly know at
3: all.
1: And I'm feeling very sheepish and confused, okay?
3: So I look at, I'm looking at Brax, and I look at Tylalore. Uh, Tylalore, I think it'd be best if Brax hold on to that stone, because whatever came through that portal is not good. What if we promise we'll let you see it daily and not do anything with it but it did end up on your neck we don't want that to happen again
4: yeah give me the stone and I'll let you see it every day
1: and you see me very very reluctantly reach back into my pouch and very slowly hand the stone over to you thank you
4: I really appreciate that
1: I don't what did you just do again
2: didn't look like he did anything love
1: no, Gwendolith belongs with me. How did you get me to give that necklace over?
2: Put it in my, my pouch or my pocket. Hey, love, give me her a knife. No. And at that, I'm just totally shamed. I almost scoot and turn a little bit to carve on my. And I handle. am
1: dying right now. I am so baffled. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> like, questioning my existence. Why can't I give the dagger? But I gave Gwendolith. And I'm sitting here very defeated right now.
2: She must trust you more than some others.
1: And I look sharply, and that's not the case.
4: I'm a trustworthy guy. Look at my face. Maybe I should do a little charming person. You don't seem very happy. I was watching him laugh. He didn't do anything.
1: He had to have. I did not want to give that necklace over this Gwendolyn. I don't think you understand. She's my general. She was our protector.
2: All right, then. Are you up for a, a game? What kind of game we're we talking about now you ask her for the dagger can she I seems have the dagger to, be to give you everything
1: no
4: oh huh. you seem fine then can I have your money and Tyler hands over how much money
1: probably he just said have your money so I'd probably give like a few coins
2: well look at that well I'll be damned well thank you I guess. Well, why are you doing something then?
4: Look here, I'll cast charm person on you. Oh shit! Mark, please don't break the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> the campaign
2: goes where it goes.
4: It does actually. Please don't break Brax. I think you get a wisdom saving throw. He does, and yeah, and so whatever your DC is, and you basically just like me. Nat one. You're my friend. I think it's after an hour, though. You know. Yeah, you you know what happened. Are there any uh, components to that, or how does that cast? Verbal, somatic. Duration, one hour. So verbal and somatic,
0: so he would definitely notice him casting a spell. The Charmed Creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance.
2: When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. Well, it looks like she likes
4: you a lot more than she likes me.
1: The hell?
2: But I tell you this, if you're carrying the purse, you gotta feed that big son of a bitch. <laughs> look,
4: look here, buddy. What I just did, though, is I cast a little spell on you, okay? So you'll know... Exactly what it feels like when I try to mess with your mind, okay? You cast a spell on me. Yeah, you saw me. You all heard me say it. To do what? To be my friend. I feel fine. You're my friend, right? Yeah. Well, about 30 minutes ago, were we friends?
2: I thought so. We were gambling, weren't we?
4: Well, I guess let's go back five minutes ago.
2: Look, I mean, maybe you weren't feeling friendly towards me, but, but I've liked you plenty.
4: I'm glad to hear that. I
2: like you too. You helped me find this flower. You maybe saved my life. My wife, she certainly seems to love you.
1: I'm looking at you, you very, just gave him very, very, very our gold. I didn't give all the gold. Well, a,
2: a pretty fair amount.
1: Since when have I been stingy with gold?
2: I mean, you're pretty plenty stingy with that dagger of yours, and I can't seem to figure out why.
1: It's just my dagger.
2: What's it mean to you?
1: Oh, I found it, and I thought it looked cool. I just want to keep it.
2: Well, can I see it and just give it right back?
1: No. Here. And I hold it up You can look at it It's Let's just a dagger grab it. And I pull it away
2: So us an opposed Sleight
0: of hand versus dex save
2: Alright I got a 15
1: Oh I fail I got a 10
2: Does I snatch it? Uh yeah he snatches it What's so special <laughs> about this damn thing? Tyler you feel compelled to fight over it
1: Give me the back
2: I put it back
1: Thank you I sheath
2: it You're changing love And I can't say it's for the better You've never been aggressive towards me before I don't know what it is about that damnable dagger, but you can have the damn thing.
1: You've never tried to take anything from me before.
2: I wasn't. I was just trying to look at it. I'm a little concerned about how protective you are over it. It seems like the things you are protective over are pretty goddamn dangerous. But you're more protective over that than you are that stone. And that's a might bit concerning. Doesn't anybody else think that's weird?
4: I think it's pretty weird. I think I'm going to agree with that one. Can I see the dagger? Just hold it up again. I was Is it fancy? Like, compared to any other dagger?
1: Pretty sure it's like a Masterwork dagger.
0: It's nice. It's well-crafted.
3: Yeah, so it's, it's a Masterwork
1: it's... silver dagger.
3: Is there any etchings on it or nothing? Roll
0: Perception. Ten. Twenty-three? With the twenty-three.
4: Uh, yeah, there's some engraving in the hilt. Well, it just kind of looks like a normal dagger. Maybe a pretty nicely worked one, but nothing to fight over. Roll Knowledge Arcana. Yeah, I'd say what I find weird about it. Is if I asked you to pull out that
2: sword and help me gut an army? Seventeen, so but you won't even let me hold your little knife.
0: You know that sometimes when weapons have magical properties,
4: that inscriptions go along with that. My statement stands, though. I just keep it as it was. I won't bother about your knife anymore, love. But I do find it
2: concerning.
1: I'll just sheathe it, and I'm just confused and feeling bad because I've clearly hurt Grom.
2: Well, now that you've been privy to our marital
4: complications, what's your intentions, gentlemen? It's got this little coinet I got from her. Just rolling in my hand. A little bit. Wanna gamble?
0: Grum being under the spell of chum person, I feel like you do wanna gamble.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking
2: at my stuff to see what I have. As far as I can tell, I don't really have anything other this other than this club and my my weapon. All right. But I'm afraid you're holding all of my money. How do you feel about donkey kicks?
4: From you or that big guy? From whoever
2: loses.
1: So, in the interest of clarification, I really only gave him like four gold.
2: Four donkey kicks against your gold.
4: <laughs> that doesn't seem very good. I don't like that at all, really. What's, what time is it right now?
2: It's getting late on in the evening. It's probably like 10 o'clock or so.
1: I don't know. I think. But well, if you don't
2: think it's a good idea, certainly. Whatever you want.
1: It's been a long ride. I think I'm gonna go sleep.
2: You make a distinct notice. This is the first time I haven't gotten up to join you.
1: I understand. I'll bend down, and I will attempt to give you a kiss on the cheek before I go to bed.
2: I certainly... I give you a kiss warmly enough, but I'm interested in staying here and hanging out with my new friend.
1: We
4: got so much to talk about. <laughs> you better get to bed pretty soon. It's going to wear off.
2: All right, so or moves
0: and retires to one of the tents. Actually, what is going to be the sleeping arrangements? Because... Uh, one of the tents was just absolutely wrecked by that tree that fell on it. I firmly believe that you two would have either one or more with you. I can see that
4: you probably don't share a
0: tent.
3: Only when it's cold outside.
4: I don't even think I would pop up a tent. I think in this situation, I would. When it does come to my time to sleep, I'd just like lean up against a tree under the stars.
3: I was thinking the same thing.
4: That was kind of my thoughts too, just... Oh, am sleeping outside?
5: Uh, Well, that'll be interesting. Because apparently so far trying to sleep in a tent has not worked for me. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) I need my heated rock.
2: Where's my damnable lamp?
0: All right, so Tyrol moves to the tent. Marie, are you still standing?
5: No, by this point I will have kind of gone sat on the ground and leaned up against one of the logs.
4: Well, what do you say, Vavriel? Do you want to take the first watch or the second watch?
3: I could take the first watch.
2: I'll take second if you don't mind. My eyes are crystal clear out here. It's that damnable sunlight I can't handle. But right now, we're in my element. I hope you don't mind if I ask to borrow this over the night. I'd like to put in some more carving on this stick.
4: Yeah, sure. Why not? Aye. I... So are you staying up then? No. I'm going to sleep. Oh well, shit, I guess I'm going to stay up too then. I'm not going to leave you out here by yourself. I appreciate that, Brax. I'll probably curl
2: up right outside the tent there then grom lays down in front of the tent flaps but doesn't go inside kind of seats himself up against one of the ropes he's trying to kind of measure out what he thinks about
1: all this i'd like to say tyla laura is bothered and notices but she has had a very long straining last couple days she's crashed just
4: general chit chat you know being like hey why'd you have to say look at that fire over there don't you think it's why, why I always come up with plans, not you, dude.
3: Like... We got real deep right now. Like, that's, Maybe next time I won't say, let's go look at the fire.
4: That's all right. It's kind of fun anyways. Spices up things. I'm going to kind of wait until I think everyone's asleep. And then... All right, buddy, here. You see that pile of gold they buried over there?
3: Yes, I couldn't help notice that they put a lot of gold in the ground.
4: Man, I ain't want to be a grave robber, but... I didn't see no body either.
3: No. Oh, no. We might need that gold to fight this demon. Or
4: whatever else. All right. You want to go get it or you want me to?
3: It's probably best that you go get it. You're a little lighter than I am.
4: Man, you're the stealthy guy. You're always sending me. No, you're right.
3: You're right. You're right. I'll go get it.
4: Oh, perfect. Good. I'll I'll keep watching. I'll let you know if anybody uh, starts stirring. This is dragon on dragon crime. (laughs) (laughs) get all the pretty shiny things.
3: Just like me, right?
4: That's right. Wow. So I'm gonna sit by the fire and wait until he gets back and look and just see if anybody stirs. You roll perception.
0: You're going grave robin? I'm going grave robin.
4: Okay. <laughs> roll a
2: stealth check, please. Am I rolling anything laying outside the tent? Oh uh, you're asleep. That's probably for the best. 15? 15. 15. So some that ones here would have been pretty bad. <laughs>
0: Yes, they would have. All right. Valridal creeps off into the shadows. Brax is keeping an eye out. They're asleep. And Valridal makes no noise. You're listening out to see if he screws up. But he doesn't. And after, I'd say, maybe 10, 15 minutes, he returns.
4: All right. Did you split it up into the horse's bags?
3: I did. Good. I did.
0: And I am going to need to have a conversation
4: with Matt away from the group. Back by the fire and start playing my monica super lightly because I, I know my shift's coming to an end.
2: Ooh, I hope you put it back to right.
4: Oh, me too, <laughs> right? You oh. didn't make him roll for that. I'll be checking. <laughs> I'll
2: be saying my respects again before we leave. <laughs> it's
4: very risky, but man, I just I'm a monk. I don't believe in worldly possessions. <laughs> Valrill returns. Everything's good? What about the grave? You put it back out good and everything?
3: Uh, the, the grave looks like, yeah, like it was when I showed up. Roll sleight of hand.
1: Eight. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He thinks he got it back <laughs> <was dark> straight. <laughs> <out. laughs> it, was, it was very dark out.
4: So what do you think about all this? What, like, really, what do you want to do here? And we could just leave right now. we got some of their gold, and we could just take off.
3: Honestly, I thought about it, and that does sound like a good idea, but they're after Medlac just like we are. Uh, we got Glendalith That's true We should probably just see this through And go after this Medlac guy Because you know what he tried to do to us
4: Yeah I agree and I, They seem like pretty trustworthy people Actually look at that, just all sleeping With us watching over them That's crazy
3: yeah, Very, very <laughs> trustworthy Which is
4: weird It's pretty weird I kind of like it it's, it's, it's a fresh fresh piece of honesty or something
3: It is, it is. And Maybe if they did find out They'd forgive us because we might need it. <laughs> but we might need that gold. <laughs> you got to stop thinking
4: about that, man. Just, if it's on your brain, then they're, they're going to know. They're going to feel it.
3: All right. I'm just going to <clears> continue drinking my ale and just try to forget about it.
2: Side note. You guys know you're good to hang out for at least 29 days.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what day is it?
2: Yeah, we got to go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, Brax, it's uh, 27 days. Let's uh, hit the old dusty trail. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's have a perception roll from the two of you. Nat twenty, all over today. Six. Uh, that tracks. So I have you kind of sitting on the logs here, Brax. You're kind of facing southeast there. Vale, real. You are uh, facing northwest. Brax, you see a figure at the tree line. Just
3: pop V. What is that V? Uh, yeah, I turned around and looked where he was looking.
0: You see what he's pointing at this point, but it takes a moment. ...for the two of you to make out the details. But you see the form of Christophic, one of your closer companions... ...whom you were forced to kill on the road back to Viol's Garden... ...once the Alluring Eclipse attempted to subjugate your party... ...using violence and the soul-stealing blood rubies. As the details clarify, you see that the Kristoffik standing before you... ...looks like he's been dead for a significant amount of time. Then the stench of death hits you... ...and you see that the mottled gray of decay pervades your friend... And he's standing there, staring at you, vacant-eyed.
4: What's it doing, V?
3: Staring at us. That's pretty weird.
4: pull out my bow and shoot an arrow at its head. Okay, rolling attack.
0: So, 14. You stand up, knock that arrow, and just... Like you've done many, many times before. And right when the arrow is going to penetrate into his torso. And the shadows, they swirl. And they swirl and they almost form back into a humanoid
4: form. And then the figure dissipates. What
3: the fuck was that? I don't know. I'm not liking this right now.
4: I'll start waking people up. How do you wake us up? I'll probably just kind of nudge you with my foot. And then the same thing with your manure over there. Murmolnear, two generations still can't get it right. near When
5: you nudge know me awake, you just hear
4: me mutter under my breath, deep through D. I know, I know. It's t- it's late. It's, it's late, but it's your turn. Time for my watch. I that came quicker than I was expecting. You should keep a, a pretty hairy eye out. There's some shadows bouncing around all those woods. In fact, I'm gonna gonna go over towards where it was and see if there's anything I can see.
2: Gonna smell the air. See if I can sense anything out of place. Roll perception with advantage. Thirteen.
4: Nothing out of the ordinary. The the
0: arrow, like, went through him, or... Roll uh, investigation. Fourteen. Uh, no, you're pretty confident as you poke around that spot, and... Oh, shoot, no, there's your arrow. Stuck in a tree trunk. Okay, the shaft is cracked.
4: Oh, well, then I'll leave it. What are you hunting for over there? Oh, shooting at shadows earlier, I think. I don't know. You're shooting at him. Yeah. Look at this arrow here. Well, I mean, you killed the hell out of that tree, I suppose. I guess so. I'll walk back to the fire. I don't know if I'm going to be doing much sleeping tonight, boys. Well, you're welcome to stay up and chat. It starts to dawn on me
2: that the realization of the charm spell and the vision of your semantic components and your verbal components have kind of been blurred out by my by my brain. I'm starting to kind of assess the whole situation. Boy, I'm going to have to keep an eye on you, I think. Why is that? Because well, I don't have much for loot left I certainly don't see myself being able to have many Arguments with you
4: What the hell was all that? I was just showing you that I didn't do nothing before And you can just do that whenever you want uh, A few times a day To the more, uh Well, yeah, a few times a day Certain people
2: In Murray, you're up at this point?
4: Yeah, I'm kind of standing
5: Still very clearly groggy Exhausted And mildly annoyed Did you see him do that? Do what? Cast a spell on me. I... I don't know. I was more focused on trying to figure out what's going on with Tyler Well, I remember you casting it now. It seemed like at the
2: time it just didn't matter. But I didn't see you do the same thing when you were talking to my wife.
4: That's why I did it.
2: Fair. But don't be doing that to me again.
4: No promises.
2: Well, I catch your point this time. But I'll definitely say that I'll view that as a breach of trust in the future. So be properly warned. If I don't like you, I'm allowed.
4: I'll make you like me.
2: Well, I already like you. I'm just saying, don't fiddle with me brain. I've been having enough problems up there as it is. So you, you're going to sleep or you're staying up?
4: No, I'm gonna, I'm going to stay awake. Was, I don't think I could be falling asleep with those shadows out about.
2: Murray, you still look a little rough around the edges. Are you trying to crash back out? Yeah. Well, I'll try not to wake you up till we have breakfast prepared then. Perfect.
4: Be you gonna try to catch some some Z's?
3: Yeah, I think I'm gonna go uh, rest up a bit. I'm gonna go over to a tree, lean up against, and fall asleep. But I can't sleep that well knowing that, uh, Brax is up.
0: As Grom and Brax kind of settle down next to the fire to take the next watch. Brax, let's have a wisdom saving
2: throw to see.
4: got 21. I'm gonna pull out my other dagger and start whittling something too, cause he's, he was whittling something.
2: I have two daggers. You see that I'm starting to carve this club up like a little totem pole of little dragon faces that are spiraling around the base from the handle up. As I sit there, I'm just kind of paying attention to my work. You know, I, uh, I find myself not feeling irresponsible for that whole situation with a ruby, but on the same time I can't quite clear it out of my head. If you wouldn't have asked her, we definitely wouldn't have had that as a problem, but now that we've opened that can of worms, as your intention to stay and help us see it through? Oh
4: well, yeah, I guess my intention is to kill Medlac. Well that thing seemed a hell of
2: a lot more dangerous than Medlac. Honestly, I feel a little ashamed that I didn't do anything. It was just so unexpected. I didn't know what was going to happen when she took it off, but I certainly I didn't expect that.
4: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect that either. Uh, that's a that's a pretty strange thing to be popping up, you know. I've seen some pretty strange things, but a little hole getting torn out of the air is got to be right up there.
2: I just stood there like a coward. It won't happen again. At that, I pulled this little start of a cloak over around my shoulder, and you notice that it's just a bunch of scalps all roughly sewn together. You see me kind of pick through it for a second to find one that I'm looking for and I start to cut that one out. And I cut that one out and I set it on the log next to me. And then push the rest of the cloak back over my shoulders and get back to
4: whittling. Now that's a that's a pretty interesting cloak you got there. You make that yourself, I'm guessing? Hey. And those are all, what, your fallen enemies? I intend to add medlacks to it.
2: But this one right here, as I reach over and Grab that little scalp that I just pulled off. Like this is a fellow that dropped my friend Gain. I suppose I better leave it with him before we go.
4: Dropped him, huh? I thought that tree did it. Well,
2: didn't kill him, just dropped him. But I found it plenty offensive. If you stay with us, I'll fight to the end for you. I don't think anything makes any bonds tighter than battle. But I have to know I can trust you. But you're still here, and you're awake. Well, I can't be surprised.
3: <laughs>
2: Turns out I know that. I'd say if you travel with us, anyone who brings harm to you, I'll die trying to add their scalps to
4: my cloak. Well, if you travel with me, the, the, the goal is to not to die. So, let's just keep that out of the air. I don't know if there's a bigger shitstorm you
2: could have wandered into, but you looked a little bit shaken. What's this about these shadows that's got you flinging arrows into the woods?
4: Well, see, I just don't even know. There was a. It seemed to be like a, one of my old companions that was out there, but looked dead. Just dead and rotten. Uh, shit, I'm, I could smell it. I'm surprised it didn't wake you up. It was so wrong. It was. It was. I don't know. Nush. So I slung an arrow over there and it just poof into a shadow.
2: You see me take another pull on the air. You smell tea tree oil? Don't smell anything
4: out of sorts. Do you think you're cursed? No, I don't think so. So you think they're real? Oh, those little shadow things? Shit. I don't... Look, we just saw a, a, a demon thing rip itself out of the sky. I'm going to be scared of like uh, some shadow things saying they're cursing me. Oh, I wasn't saying you are wrong. I was just curious. I hope not. Like I hope was... I'm not
2: cursed. You feel cursed though. Aye. Cursed to live. What? I'd feel like a damned fool lying in my bed dying from nothing. I'll only go out here in the woods, go down battling something. But I certainly wouldn't mind doing it. If you have sunk a couple of those arrows into it for a bit before I get there, that sounds pretty nice. Grom, at this point,
0: with your heightened sense of sight, you glance towards the tree line. You can easily make out the form of an illithid, its face tentacles writhing lazily. Although for now that seems to be the only movement but after a moment you feel a slight tickle behind your right eye and you hear that all too familiar voice say that work you got it this one's weird you gotta give me a little extra time
2: do you see that? over on the ridgeline there I just kind of point with my head nod I see it
0: you see something over there it's almost as if the shadows have coalesced and
4: there's this dark writhing entity there. Well, see that? that I think that's the shadow thing I was talking about. Hmm. What's it look like to you? Like a shadow. Like a breathing shadow. Uh, to me, it definitely looks like a,
2: a tentacled creature called an elephant I'm not sure if you're familiar.
0: You feel the urge to scratch your eye intensify. And you hear, listen, I was given a job. I'm gonna do it. So just back up for a little bit, okay? You
2: see me take the knife that you've loaned me from the club and I I reach up, and I start scratching my eye with the tip of the blade right under my eye. Ugh. Uh, you just shut up in there. You
4: can see me talking to myself. Who are you talking to?
2: Well, that damn thing's been talking to me yet. I keep having these dreams where it's crawled into my face, and it's hiding in my, in my head behind my eyes. And whenever I see it like this, it talks to me. Well, if you see it, and I see it, well, then I'm not crazy. How do you kill a shadow?
4: Cut it out of your head. That's a weird answer.
2: When you see your friends, is it just this one time, or has it happened before? This is just this one time. What's an ill-thid? Well, I can't say I know a whole lot about them. Almost like a gelatinous-looking blob of flesh with a bunch of tentacles coming out where its mouth would be. All of that on almost a humanoid body. Their eyes are dark. Yeah, probably a lot like mine right now. Oh, shit. Probably a lot like mine right now. Maybe I am turning into one of those damned creatures. And at that point you hear, All right, all right. Yes, I can try to move things
0: forward. I just... It's fine, fine. And then you feel a sharp pain in your head. Your perspective of Brax dims, and you are visited by a memory. The tracks are deep, yes, the ground is seasonably soft due to a recent rain, but you can't ever recall seeing tracks this deep. Four legs, four toes, vicious claws which you assume are not retractable given the markings in the footprint before you. You've also seen evidence of a tail but the signs of its use intrigue you, the markings confuse you. You've only been on the trail for a few hours and you're still piecing together a picture of this unfamiliar beast. Your brother Hemthor's widow's cousin, Graknathaw had come racing into your village claiming a wild story of a massive beast, the likes of which he had never seen. He convinced almost every able-bodied hunter to follow him. Graknathaw had a history of telling tall tales as well as indulging in various wild mushrooms, the kind that are generally reserved for spirit visions and are prohibited until after the youngsters have received their coming-of-age tattoos. But these tracks before you now. You believe, Gracknotha and your mind can't help but stray to the thoughts of the glory and honor of slaying something this mighty as well as the strength it would impart. By now, awareness has settled over your larger-than-average hunting party, and you find that you've settled into the stalking tendencies that make the Bone Splitter Clan such effective hunters. All of you are certain that something this massive will easily be seen before it is aware of your party. The habits that have been ingrained in you since you were barely able to walk are pure instinct at this point. The woods are quiet as you follow the path. It's not hard to follow. Not only are the tracks deep, but the destroyed foliage and cracked tree trunks present the obvious. Your group continues to move through the wilderness, efficient as always, but your unease begins to increase as two developments begin to manifest. First, why haven't you at least come within eyesight of this incongruously elusive creature? Secondly, there has been an unspoken observation of the fact that the trail you've been following has slowly been circling around, and you are now moving in the direction of Gur, your home. By silent agreement, your collective pace increases, and by the time you reach your village, you all have abandoned any effort of stealth and have prioritized speed. Eventually, you reach your village's perimeter of protection, normally manned by younger men who have not the expertise of the seasoned hunters. As you move on to the settlement proper, you take note of two sentries laying lifeless in the underbrush of the forest. At least the pieces of their dismembered corpses lay lifeless, having been savaged by something powerful. There is blood everywhere. You breach the tree line and slow momentarily as you are briefly taken aback at the destruction before you. The devastation and carnage would be unfathomable if you weren't beholding it with your own eyes. Whatever this monster was, it ravaged its way through the entire village. The mead hall had been damaged enough to collapse in on itself. All of the yurts in sight are heavily damaged, if not destroyed completely. And the death. There are bodies strewn about, everywhere. You see Solbrian, wife of your second cousin, laying in a pool of her own blood with a gourd wound the size of a melon in her abdomen, her entrails spilling forth. There's Bertas, your aunt, her corpse looking as if she had been trying to shield your little cousin Blongil from the danger that had befallen them. She is missing an arm along with half of Glongil's body. The dead are everywhere. And in the deafening silence of the tableau is broken by a guttural cry from Thrym, a fellow hunter. He has found his little girl, not even yet five years old. You hear a sob from mall and turn your attention. He is on the ground cradling the torso of his wife, heel, her lower half, nowhere to be seen. The noise has spurred you to action and you sprint to the earth on the backside of the meat hall that you call home. The small two-room structure is still partially standing. You burst through a large hole in the side of the building, frantically searching. There's blood everywhere. And all you find here is a small arm, the hand still clutching a small wooden sword. The wrist bearing a bracelet made of leather and coyote teeth that you made for your son Cole just three days prior. You hear movement from the next room, and you move quickly to investigate. You find the source of the sound to be your wife. They were pinned under a significant amount of fallen debris. She has an enormous bite wound on her shoulder and neck from which blood flows freely. You drop to your knees in front of her, frantically looking for a way to help. She turns her gaze to you and says,
1: Where were you?
0: Before the last bit of her life departs. You weep inconsolably, awash in a myriad of emotions. And then you are alerted by the shouts and cries of your tribesmen. You rise slowly, but are spurred to action by the sound of a massive, bellowing roar. As you find yourself snapped back to the present, you look to the illithid and And you don't see it anymore, but you do hear... Oh, shit. Well, if I'd known that was going to happen, I would have not have poked that spot. And Brax, you witnessed Grom go into a kind of a a fugue state. Right about when you're going to ask if he's okay, he snaps back to the present. And you shoot a glance
2: over to where those shadows were, and you don't see them there anymore. I shake my head. Uh, Wipe my eyes. Hold on my head for a second,
4: I hey, do you still see it? Well, I uh, no I don't see it down there anymore, actually they say that. You're doing alright, you seem like you might be sleeping while you're standing up.
2: Hey, I was in a memory, like lost in it, back in it fully, it's hard to explain. I went from here to completely there, terrible and glorious all at the same time.
4: Do you need to talk about it? That was the
2: death of my wife and child and most of my clan. So no, probably not.
4: If you say so.
2: It's what led me south. There's nothing more for me up there, but it sounds like, it sounds like in roughly 30 days I'll get to see him again. If I don't go crazy before then, or turn into a tree, I don't think I'll need to worry about dying of nothing.
4: I hope you don't die when I'm around.
2: (laughs) you already got all my gold, so.
4: You keep saying that, it's four pieces of gold. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, but when it's your only four pieces of gold That makes it a lot That's alright, I've got this flower And you're letting me use your knife I call it good But you're buying the drinks at the next town I can do that Do you just wait? You haven't seen Murray over there Put him back We're gonna need to gamble for a couple more coin.
4: Well, I'm, I was gonna try to catch Some Z's on this last little uh, Shift of ours, but I don't know that I can leave you alone if you're sleeping, standing up and everything. Should we wake somebody else up, or do you want me to just tough it out with you?
2: Well, I suppose I can understand your hesitation. But it doesn't really seem right to wake anybody else up. They've all had a hard night. You're a gambling man.
4: How do you feel about rolling the dice on it? Let's do it. You got your dice out, right? We do evens. Evens I stay up, odds I sleep. It's a 14? A two. I can't remember what I said. Did I say it? I'm staying up? Going to sleep? You said even.
2: You're staying up and I'm sleeping. All right then. Ah, good night. <laughs> I curl up against the log right here.
0: All right. In the grand scheme of keeping watch and allowing everybody to get a long rest, uh, it's been a little messed up. So, But there is another four hour block. So, Brax, what would you like to do? Would you like to wake somebody up and try to get some rest? No, I'll, I'll just stay up. Ooh smart.
2: <laughs> Good call. Grom. He lay down.
0: Lean against the log. Uh. Start snoring. Everybody else is sleeping peacefully. Brax, roll me a wisdom saving throw, please. That is 22. You have steeled yourself and are determined to stay awake through the night, and you have no problem doing so. Yes. As the night progresses... You spend your evening looking at the tree line, specifically where those shadows were. But, eventually, dawn begins to break, and the sky begins to lighten. And there's a moment in the morning where you hear a rustling from the direction of Latgain's memorial horde. You look, and you see a figure crouched to where Latgain's items were buried. She stands, and you see a magnificently captivating fawn, perfect in every... You wait. Her hair is bright orange, now. You've seen this fawn before, and it was blue, but no, now it's orange. But her eyes, those aren't blue anymore, either. They aren't as orange as her hair, but the fire in them, that more than makes up for the lack of vibrancy. Her features are easily as flawless and enticing as you remember, perhaps even more so. Her eyes meet yours, and you instantly know that this is not the blue fawn, whom you've previously encountered. But she is similar, but definitely not the same. She holds her gaze for an almost uncomfortable length of time, and then she winks, not flirtatiously, but lasciviously. She follows the wink with a sensuous lip bite, not breaking her stare. Another moment passes, and she licks her lips, and then turns and walks
4: back in the forest. Well, Nair Skyak, who the fuck was that? That's my god, by the way, Nair Skyak. I guess I'm going to hop up and kind of just go look over that way. Well, I'll go towards where the grave was, and if I can see her still walking, I'll...
0: You know, she's walking through the trees.
4: Yeah, I think I will follow her.
0: Okay, you move past the grave into the trees.
4: What are you doing? Hey, hey. Hey, who are you? I'm standing right there just saying that.
0: Okay, she continues moving through the trees.
4: You know Nair Skyak? I'm starting to kind of yell now. When you call out that name, she looks back at you. She's just like,
0: the stones, the gems, they were supposed to be here. What
4: gem? Like these red ones?
0: She takes an exasperated sigh, looks at you and says, no. And she turns and continues walking. Yeah, I'm just going to stand there, actually, then I'm not going to... There's a moment where she moves between the trees and you lose sight of her for just a moment, but that's enough and she's gone. Just kind of walk around over by the grave for a
4: while. Yeah, it's
0: it's dug up. Do you want to see what's in there? Yeah, if there's anything in there. Roll me an investigation. 16. There is two books, a piece of equipment that looks like a crossbow, but it doesn't have a string, so you're not quite sure the functionality of that. There's a potion, uh, there's what looks to be a wizard spell book, and then there is a staff which looks to have once held a stone,
4: but that stone is not there anymore. I'm going to go back to the fire and just, uh, just kind of try to think for a minute and see if anybody starts to rustle. Kind of muttering to myself, "Niles, guy, who the fuck was that?" I'm, man, can somebody help me here, please. Just one time while you would you listen to me?
0: There's that moment of intense. What the hell's going on? What am I thinking about?
4: Talking to yourself or whatever. But that kind of dissipates. Yes, yeah, so I guess I, I'll get up and I'll. Uh, Kind of pacing around, but I will go back to the grave and try to fix it up right to how it was before, if I remember.
0: Okay. Roll something. Um, probably sleight of hand. That is a 20. You fixed the grave. You weren't sure how Valrill left it, but you're pretty happy with how you left it.
4: I'm going to put one of those gold coins on the grave, Then I'll go back to the fire and just wait for everyone to wake up.
0: Well, I'm going to say the sun continues to rise, and then eventually... Everybody awakes. Miramalnir, Tylor, Valrel, and Grom all get a long rest. But since you stayed up through all three watches, go ahead and take a point of exhaustion. Do I need to roll again for wood blight? Yes, you do. Constitution save.
2: That'll be a fail. Would you roll? Oh, 11. Go ahead and take another,
0: hopefully, temporary minus one to your dexterity, but add
2: a temporary plus one to your AC. As I start to groggily awake from the from sleeping on the side there feeling my ribs because I still feel cracked. Just kind of taking stock of myself and thinking about the evening. As I do that I'm going to open the little pouch on my side and take out a chunk of meat slice it down and throw a big chunk into the fire and wrap the rest up.
4: What the hell was that? Hey, hi morning. You just take some food out of your pocket and throw it in the fire?
2: Hey, that's a chunk of troll flesh. It'll keep you sustained and Areas with no food, but uh, it tastes like shit. I could only imagine. Get up and dust myself off and make my way to our supplies and start getting stuff ready to make some breakfast. Yep, everybody's up and stirring at this point, so go for it.
1: I'll uh, come out of the tent, stretching. World feels a little different.
2: Good morning, love.
1: Good morning. Did you sleep? Hope you slept all right.
2: I did. Uh, Brock's here, decided to keep watch all night for us. Didn't have much of a choice, really.
1: I look at him warily, and I just don't comment, other than a thanks.
4: You're welcome.
3: I get up and walk over to Brax. Brax, so you stayed up all night? I I sure did. Man, you're probably pretty tired. I tell you what, I really am. Anything happen after I went to bed?
4: Maybe I'll tell you a little later about that. All right. But uh, I'm going to go to our horses and get them some water over by that river there.
3: And I'll follow Brax over the horses. So what's y'all's,
4: uh, plan for this camp? We gotta break it up pretty quick, or you guys want to hang out here?
2: I think I'm ready to hit the road right after breakfast, personally. Same. I do need to stop and give this to let Gain on our way out. I pat that chunk of shriveled flesh on the on the side of the stump there. But right now I'll be cooking up breakfast for everybody.
0: Alright, we can say that that comes off without a hitch. Uh, Brax, you, uh, Sufficiently water the horses and get them to eat a little bit.
2: Grom, you sufficiently water the party and get them to eat a little bit. Whenever Tyler Lore gets close to me, I'll be like, hey, love, last night when Brax uh, cast that spell on me or whatever he did, did you see him do it? Roll a retroactive
0: perception 12. Uh, you weren't being sneaky about it, were you?
4: No, I'm not sure. Uh, it's verbal and somatic, so I have to like wave my hand and say something. I imagine it'd just be like, Hey, buddy, come on, we're friends here. Like, that'd probably be what the spell casting is.
0: A little bit of a possibly some, some unfamiliar words there. That's enough. Yeah, t- I think you noticed it.
1: Some doing something.
2: I remember seeing it now, but I didn't register it at the time. But when he was talking to you, he didn't. He didn't do that at all. I watched you. You made the decision to hand things over and then look like you were immediately upset about it afterwards.
1: That was not a decision I made.
2: Well, it's a decision you did, Les.
1: Maybe an action I performed, but it was not a decision I made.
2: Is there anything you wouldn't give me?
1: Probably just my dagger.
2: Well, that's something for us to think about then, isn't it?
1: I just shrug.
2: At that, I'll finish packing up stuff and... Hey, Murray, you ready to hit the road? Yeah. Brax, V. You guys ready to head out?
3: Yeah, I'm ready to head out.
4: Yeah, I think so. And still coming with us, eh?
3: Yeah, we're still coming with you.
4: Heading the same direction anyways.
3: We gotta find this Medlac fella.
2: Well, I'll be happy to have the strength of your sword and the strength of your bow with us. Notice that I'm feeling kind of stiff, besides the fact that my ribs are cracked. I certainly wouldn't mind uh figuring out what to do with this damn flower. Yeah, and I think... Uh me,
0: Brax, that you kind of noticed that uh, there's been another step in the progression.
4: Yeah, hopefully somebody uh, this next town will be able to figure something out with that. Unless somebody else here knows how to make potions or elixirs. I'm not exactly sure what it is. Without that, I'll, I'll walk over to where we buried Let gains possessions,
2: and I'll take him that little scalp to leave for him. You notice there's a shiny old coin on top of the grave. Hmm. Take a quick glance at that. Look back at the party, see if I can see anybody looking over here. I'll be looking over there. I'll point down at the the ground. Do you know anything about this?
4: It's the fairy fee. I'm
2: for it. I'm going to reach down. I'm going to push it into the dirt a little bit and cover it up so nobody sees it. And I'll just lay the scalp down on top of that. I wouldn't want anybody digging anything up over here. I appreciate your gesture. I'm sure Let Gain would appreciate it as well. I can only hope so. You're a good man, Brax. I'm pleased to be riding with you. And I'll go load up in the back of the wagon. All right, I'm going to assume that Murray
0: was the one to go ahead and get Mistress Nogglebottoms squared away to get attached to the coach. And then Valriel and Brax saddle up their horses and takes a little bit of an effort to get the coach back on the road proper between all of you that's no problem and you continue northward
4: I tell you what why don't me and V just uh we'll just scoot up here a little bit on the way make sure nothing's blocking the path or anything like that
0: all right let's have an animal handling check from uh, Murray there with advantage that'd be a nine a nine a nine's not bad I don't know if you're still a little sleep groggy or whatever or mr. snuggle bottoms is concerned about Whatever, but uh, it takes a minute to navigate back to the road. So we'll put you back about another half hour, 45 minutes or so before you get on the road proper. Once he's on the road, he sees his path, and you have no problem encouraging him to do so. Brax and Valerie will communicate their intentions to you, and then Tyler, where are you?
1: I am in the carriage with... With Grum. Yeah.
4: All right, once we get ahead... Uh, all right, so tell you what, man. Last night, when everyone was sleeping this uh this red fawn thing came over by that grave that you uh that you snitched up at and they'd be asking for some stones you know anything about that
3: Hmm, stones maybe
4: maybe because maybe. you being all coy
3: you told me to grab all the shiny stuff so yes uh, coins and stones
4: all right well you know what those stones
3: were Nope, you just told me to grab all the shiny stuff, so I found the coins, and uh, the stones were pretty shiny, so I grabbed those too.
4: Well, we'll have to check those out when we have a moment, because, you know, those phones just don't appear for no reason.
3: You no, know, they don't, do they? With all the stuff going on, this is this is getting real weird.
4: Yeah, that's for sure. That little, uh, that toothy guy, he's got, like, shadow people following him and stuff, and he stares off and falls asleep while he's standing up. It's a weird little company we got here, man.
3: Just keep second guessing our decisions, but I guess they're going the same way we're going, so might as well hang out for a little bit and see what happens.
4: Yeah, just worry about my side instead of in front of me, I guess.
3: Yep, I agree with that.
2: You got anything to say, love?
1: I don't know what there is to say. It's been pretty confusing.
2: Well, I suppose I got one question for you. I know you don't want to leave the dagger... But can you leave it? I don't know. Are you willing to find out? No. I feel like it's got some kind of hold Mm. on you, love. Really? Don't you think? I don't know. If you could only have the dagger or me, which would you choose? (sighs) As I start to move towards the opening. Oh no. Choose carefully, love.
1: I feel like this is a battle of willpower here. I don't know how strong this curse is.
2: It's a magical curse. Well, let me ask you this, then. Is there anything you wouldn't do for me?
1: I'd give you my life.
2: So then if I asked you if you could have the dagger or me, which will you choose right now?
1: Can't I have both?
2: No. And I I get up and I start making for the opening of the coach.
1: And I'm stuck. I'm speechless because I can do nothing.
2: I'll take a second. (laughs) I'll just cock my head. i wait for a second.
1: Please don't leave. I... (laughs)
2: I love (laughs) and I make my way out of the coach
1: and I am stuck and just fall into hysterics because I have no control over what's happening and this is not what I want
2: I'll make my way up to the front of the cart with with Murray Roll acrobatics 13 yeah it's easy I I climb up over and I plop myself down in the seat next to Murray and I got my, my eyes down so I'm kind of shading it from the sun Like, Mary, what have you noticed about Lore? Did you think all that business last night was strange?
5: I thought it was very odd.
2: I think she's under the influence of something. She just told me that she'd do anything for me. But she's not even willing to put that knife down for a moment. I think it's got some kind of hold on her. What do you
5: think we should do
2: about it? I think tonight, when she's sleeping, we take it. Or we take it by force and see what happens but I don't want to hurt her. And last time I touched it, she looked ready to fight. And she's been through a lot, and I don't want to put her through more, but I feel like it's almost like some magical compulsion. Seems like she's acting against anything that she would do normally. I didn't think it was too strange when it came to the ruby, because I figured she was curious about being rid of that damnable thing. I thought she was just worried about who might come out on top, but when she handed over gold to total strangers, which is pretty charitable, but... Well, she didn't bat an eye, and when she snapped at me when I grabbed it, well, she's never been like that towards me. I just put her a question back in the cart, and she chose that she'd rather not be with me and keep that blade, and I just don't feel like she means it.
1: I am actually sobbing broken in the carriage right now.
2: I don't need a perception check for you to
5: be aware of that. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. That dagger has to have some hold on her. Do you know where that damn thing came from? The dagger? Aye. None of you do. As long as I've known you guys, she's always had that dagger on her hip.
2: Baby, she's never made any note of it. She's never acted like it was special. That was never an issue until I asked to use it. I don't think I've even ever seen her use it. If we take it, are we bad men? Or do you think she just doesn't want to be with me?
5: I don't know. Judging by what I hear from the coach, she's pretty torn up about you. Do you think it's wrong for us to take it? I honestly don't know.
2: Have you ever heard of anything like this? Rural history. 20. Given the fact that you
0: don't venture too far out of your cave, your elders have stories of external influences or the notion of items carrying external influences. They brought that back and totally doubled down and said, don't ever mess with anything outside of this cave because of these external
5: influences.
0: But roll me an insight, please. Den? You're kind of on the cusp. You trusted your elders and the things that they brought and said, all of these things about the outside world could influence you. You're thinking, "Mm, they might be a little bit... Oh, what's the word I want? Full of shit. Yes, but lighter. That might, be, might have been a little heavy-handed, but you very much believe that there are things out there that could influence behavior from a external force.
5: The elders used to tell us when we were younger that there were items in the outside world that would have influence over the carrier of it, and they pushed for us to have few possessions as to minimize the influence of these worldly items Until recently The only real possession I had That wasn't common And among anyone else Was that little necklace I gave Nerma Well I think it's settled then I've seen some strange
2: magics I can't say it seems out of the realm of possibilities I think I'm decided on taking it Do you want help in this endeavor? Uh, yes please She might kill me I know I'd never be able to raise a blade against her. Last night I had a vision, a memory vivid and fierce of the night I lost my wife and my son and most of my people. I won't lose another one, not for my own hand at least. Yeah, I think it's sorted then. I think tonight when she's sleeping, I'll try to take it. Oh, interesting. If it's got control on her and I try to take it, even my goal is to get rid of it.
5: What if I can't?
2: Can you think of a better way?
5: When you took it from her at the campfire last night, did it seem like it tried to...
2: I barely got my hand on it, and she touched it. So I wouldn't say that I got it away from her. i say I touched it while I was in her hands. I didn't feel anything. Well, here come our friends. We'll talk more on this later. All right. But if you got any ideas, I'll be interested in hearing them. And at that, I'll, I'll just ride in Silence and kind of ponder everything that's happened in the last little bit. Try and decide if I'm more uh, mortified that I experience seeing my wife and kid again or if I'm grateful for the pain it put me through.
0: Braxton Val will kind of fall back to rejoin the party.
3: What were you guys uh, talking about?
2: I my marital problems.
3: Seems like you got a lot of that going on right now.
2: Uh, you know, it's been a rough... A rough bit of time.
3: Is there anything we can help you with?
2: You know, I think there just might be, but I'm not necessarily sure. Right now is the time to bring it up. As the day draws on, you see another keep
0: come into view. You notice that it's a mirror image of the fortress that you all passed as you exited lower Disputia. However, whereas before the imagery was all hawk, the standards before you proudly display the iconography of what you recognize to be the bear of Osperia, you continue past the keep, and are only mildly surprised that the accompanying settlement is also indeed a mirror image of Lower Disputia. Complete with the tavern with a semi-temporary sign, the permanent part declares the courageous, and the temporary portion reads,
4: you guessed it, bear. Did we get turned around? Is that the same place we just left from? Definitely looks like it. Shit, should we turn around then? Wait, where's the sun at? I'll oh, make sure I'm going north. Roll survival. Okay. Oh, I'll listen that one. <laughs> you are completely disoriented. It's just spinning my horse. I don't know where to go right now. I'm just... It's a... Too much weird stuff going on right now.
0: Valro, you can roll a survival too, since you're speaking about directions with...
4: Oh, that was cool. It bounced off. <laughs> A one <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going Both y'all are confused so, uh, Murray, do you, uh what's, what's going on here? Did we go the wrong way?
5: No, I don't believe so Murray, roll survival
0: Got a 19 I know, Murray knows exactly the position of the sun He's like, no, since it's 6 o'clock in the evening And the sun is there North is that way Thank you I grew up in a cave
2: when you've never had the giant fiery orb, you pay attention to it. <laughs> Y'all are jaded. Yeah, this is the right way.
4: Alright, well I guess I'll uh I'll follow you.
3: Thank God somebody knows where we're going.
2: By chance do either of you happen to have a map.
4: Rex, you got a map? I don't I don't have a map. We're just going north. I'm a man.
3: Yeah, uh I think I got a map stowed away.
0: If in the backstory you would have wanted a map, we're going to go ahead and roll a dice.
3: Okay, I'll roll a dice.
0: Let's do investigation. Seven. You have that map.
3: Oh, it's real detailed.
0: You actually probably ran into the same guy. (laughs) (laughs) Sendall's like, oh, here's this and here's that and here's this and whatever. And it's just like, nope, yep.
2: This town looks just like that last one. They're not going to have anything useful here for us. Except maybe some food. Maybe restock some rations. But who do you reckon I'd go talk to about this flower? Apothecary, a priest?
4: Yeah, I'd say the uh, apothecary would probably be the best place to start. Do
2: we want to stop in town, or do we
4: want to roll through? What time is it? About eight o'clock at night. Well, I guess uh, I just the same have a bed, then go to the stars again. I'm, I'm pretty tired. You should roll dice better.
2: I feel well-rested. <laughs> All right, Some drinks are on you. I got the first round. That's what we said, the first round. Well, you got all the money, so if it's only the first, it sounds like that's the only round. Uh, But maybe some dice will have something to say about it. I feel like my character might be starting a bit of a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Rax, you're a bad influence.
4: You're welcome. So, uh, we going in here then?
2: I... I suppose I can get the wagon and everything dropped off at the stables.
0: You pull up to the courageous spare... There's valets out front. They're perfectly willing to take care of your horses once you declare that you are willing to spend the night. That said, they spirit off your horses. They're affable enough that you don't feel too concerned. You trust them. You walk in the tavern and you aren't surprised to see how busy the tavern is given your last stop. The majority of the customers are predictably associated with the military force of Osperia, the Ursine imagery prevalent. You enter and you are met with the familiar curiosity of several patrons, many of whose gaze lingers. Although you do see a few whisper to each other and point markedly at the dragonborns. It looks like you guys are garnering plenty of attention. You've come to terms that it is reasonable that your unique visage might raise questions. But the blatant pointing is a new one.
2: You know I like traveling with you boys. A lot fewer people point at me.
4: And which one are they pointing at, I wonder?
2: Oh, the ugly one. So I got a question. How tall are you, Valrel?
4: Six and a half foot.
2: Huh? Rolling roll with a couple linebackers. It looks like all the tables are full. But that one over there looks like it might have chairs strong enough to hold your big asses. I'm sure those boys would be willing to share with us.
4: Oh, right in the middle of all the soldiers? What could go wrong? I'm going to bounce up to the bar. You guys go grab a seat and I'll go talk to the bartender up here.
1: I'm just sullenly...
2: I'm grabbing Tyler Laura's hand and walking her over to those chairs
5: in front of the fire for a moment. I'm going to head over to the spot Grum kind of pointed out and just take a seat.
3: Yeah, I'm going to follow Murray as well. Uh, Our big asses are going to go sit down.
2: When you're both seven foot tall, you sit wherever the hell you want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Murray and Valro, you go and you sit. The tables, they're two separate tables, but they've been kind of pushed together. And there are two bears of Asperia at the next table. So you both come and you sit down. You glance at them and they're both like... And they hold up their drinks for a cheers, but then they realize you don't have any drinks. And they're like, ah!
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're at the bar. Go
4: for it. Well, howdy there. Uh, excuse me. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, you got any open rooms tonight? Um, Um, look pretty busy, but... buy it a moment. And he
0: steps, and he pulls a ledger out from under the bar and kind of flips through it. He's like,
4: yep, three rooms open. Oh, that's perfect. I'll take all three. All right. It's gonna be, uh, nine gold. I will put out the nine gold, and then I will put out another four gold, and say, "How many drinks does this give me here?" And, to, and some food, I imagine too. Is this going to cover me for a while? Oh, it's to cover you for a while. All right. Well, I'll just leave this here, you let me know if I need to get you some more. That sounds like a very good plan, my friend. You enjoy your evening. Thank you. You as well. I'm just down there with those big fellas. Oh, okay. Are you
0: covering them too, or is oh, this yes, just for sir. you? Yes,
4: sir. Yes, sir. Is that not enough? Oh, uh. Who-
0: We'll settle up at the end of the night.
4: That sounds great.
1: Bartender's eyes just went ching.
4: <laughs> Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Oh yes, sir. I'll hop over. Just get us some drinks and some food, probably. I'll just head over that way. Thank you, thank right. you very much. Is it
0: just you and the big
4: fellows? No, I got some folks over by that fire All over right, there so too. so how many how many places are eating? Oh shoot, uh, you know what? You better bring enough food for ten people. Ten people. And then it's uh, <laughs> a, a small table. Well, we've got those big fellows. It'll disappear Oh, I
0: got you, I got you, I got you.
4: And uh, the drinks, just about the same. We'll go go through them. Okay. Sounds good. Two rounds,
0: foods and drinks. Yes, sir.
4: Got you. And I'll just, I'll pounce over at the table, and
0: I will sit right there. That soldier that you plopped down next to is telling some sort of story to his companion. He looks at you. He cuts off mid-story. He looks at you, and he says, I'm sorry, do I know you? Oh,
4: no, sir, I'm Brax. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Well,
0: uh, I'm
4: Jamathil. Jamathil, Nice to meet you, sir. Hey, I tell you what, I got some drinks coming over. One of them's yours. Oh, really? Yes, sir. You're sharing this table with us, right? Uh,
0: and he looks at the big two dragon barns. He says, are they with you? Well, I'm with them. Well, then, yes, we are sharing this table. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's great news.
0: And then he stops for a minute and ponders, and, and he
4: says... Well, yes. I, I guess I believe it is good to meet you. Uh, where do you hail from? Oh, way down south. You don't have to worry about that too much. We're here now. That's all that really matters. Well, what brings you to Upper Disputia? Oh, god, got see these beautiful uh, forests around here. Okay. You not think they're beautiful? I, I grew up here, so, I mean, eh. Okay. Why do not you ever left, then?
0: Well, you know, you find a path, and it pays well, and here we are. And honestly, the whole dispute thing is it's pretty cuss job. You know, when the hawks come up here, we get to be like, ah. Oh no, we're being invaded. And then we just hang out till we go back down there. I don't know. I really don't know who decides that. It's just strange.
4: Is that what that uh, force was doing that we just passed on the way up here?
0: I guess I'm not sure what you're talking about.
4: Well, oh, heck, there was a big old army Marching down south. Hmm.
0: And he looks at his buddy and he looks back at you and says, I, I, I guess I don't know too much about that. Is that check?
4: Go for it. It's a two, so I'm guessing that doesn't really do much for me. Oh, seven, actually. I guess you feel like he doesn't know much about that. Well, that's weird. I mean, I thought they were have the same sigil as you, but shoot,
0: maybe not. I guess, yeah, I don't know. And about that time, here comes a waitress. With
4: plates up the
0: arms and four handled mugs of ale in in each hand, and sets it down. She's obviously professional. Says, "I gotta go get the other two. I'll be right back."
4: And she goes off. Thank you kindly. That one's yours to be right there. See that beer? Oh, That's yours well, right there. Thank, thank you very much. And your, your friend can have one too, I suppose. Clink. Grab[s] another one. He's like, uh, well,
0: as you said, thank you kindly. You're welcome.
4: welcome. Now, fellas I know you're hungry. Eat up are eating some food. Okay, and at this point we'll
2: cut over to Grom and Tyler. I love.
1: I can barely look at you right now.
2: I heard you being a bit torn up. I gotta ask, do you feel like you made the right decision?
1: I know I didn't make the right decision. It's the only decision I have.
2: I suppose that's what I felt like I should talk to you about. I don't feel like you're all you. I feel like you're being coerced, as you said. And I feel like it's that damnable knife.
1: I I shrug I don't know what to say I don't feel like I'm being influenced
2: Well, would you be willing to get it checked out?
1: Checked out? How?
2: I don't know Maybe somebody that's got some experience with the arcane Maybe a priest Hell, I don't know Maybe I pay someone to steal it from you
1: I touch the dagger protectively (laughs) Why would you pay someone to steal from me?
2: Why would you choose that dagger over us?
1: Why would you try to put the dagger out in front of us? You're the one who's making this choice.
2: I am. I need to know I can trust you.
1: Of course you can trust me.
2: I'm not sure that I can. I feel like you're cursed, but in this group, it doesn't much surprise me. You keep troubled company, doll. I guess I just wanted to tell you that those are my thoughts. And unless you can tell me why you're so attached to that damnable thing, then I'm going to view that as the problem.
1: I'm speechless. I have no explanations.
2: All right. Well, you know where I'm at. Let's come take a seat and get some food. We'll figure that damn thing out later, but I'm not going to let it go.
1: I'm not feeling very hungry.
2: You should go eat.
1: Okay. And I sullenly walk to the table and wait for the food.
2: You should sit down
1: i was already sitting down
2: no i mean like right as you got up to oh. leave, like once you got away from the chair
1: okay i'll eat over here then
2: so you just sat down on the floor Mm-hmm. i'm gonna stroll by you're right it doesn't seem like anything's wrong at all and i'll walk off to the table and as i get a little bit by i'll be like you should stand up and come join
1: and i say heavily i'm like okay
2: then once we get to the table, we'll have some things to talk about later.
4: Hey, oh, you've got food order. There was more, but these two, uh they scarfed it all down real quick. Especially that big guy right there, right here, right next to me. Right next to me. I think it was four plates he ate. <laughs> including the plates.
5: I hope you got enough money for more food.
2: I said the first round. I'm just glad that the chairs are holding up. We've had a bit of a problem in the past. Hey, this... Pretty interesting place. Never seen so many soldiers. Just huh, look at them.
4: It not un- look very soldiery. Must be their off time, I guess. You know, these guys next to us over here—they were saying that they didn't know anything about that army that was going down south.
2: Interesting. But
4: well, they—they were wearing the same sigil, right? I'm not getting that mis- mistaken. What's a perception? <laughs> I would say Graham is distracted with other things. Twenty-three. Oh wait, I have a disadvantage on. That.
3: I got twelve.
4: Yeah, because of my sleepiness.
0: So fifteen. Okay, thank you. Mirmonair and uh, Brax—they kind of at that comment, not knowing the sigil or whatever. You'd see the two bears that are at your table, kind of glance at each other, and then go back to what they're doing.
4: Maybe I'm mistaken. I don't know. What do you think, Big Guy? No, I'm not sure.
2: What are you two on about?
4: That that army that went down south. So this is quite a party here, and the
0: other
2: one that you didn't
0: initially engage, kind of. Some butts in. Quite like, a great group of, group
4: of folks you've got here.
0: How'd you how how'd you all meet?
4: Well she and real how do we meet? That goes back what like at least thirty years or so? We met in the
3: fog. Yeah, so we've been friends for a very long time. You know, traveling north we met these other three fellas. One lady. Two fellas, one lady.
2: I I'd say we're a newfound traveling companion. Well, this is a very
4: interesting conglomeration of people. <laughs> yeah, strange begets strange, I suppose. Like to keep life a little interesting. Anyways,
2: you can kind of glance around the room. What am I, anyways, making of all these other people over here? Which ones? Just everybody that's not military. For me perception. Fourteen. Fourteen. That's pretty decent. Oh, sixteen. Sorry. Even better. So
0: I've populated the bar with military people and that's all the bears you see there. But I've also populated it with uh, some standard tokens that represent kind of the civilian type. It's not hard to distinguish the civilians versus military but in the corner you see a table full of five what appear to be gnomes. They are sitting around jovially experiencing the evening. Obviously they are very familiar with each other past that yeah. just the wait staff is uh pretty standard
1: having picked up my food a little bit i'm gonna stand up i'm gonna go to bed we have rooms.
4: oh yeah uh talk to the barkeep up there he'll get you situated thank you hey good night love
1: good night and i will make my way to the bar and find a room
5: when tyler leaves i'm going to look at grom using psionic mind i'm gonna think are you wanting to do this tonight
2: well, since that just in my was in my mind. I'd be like, I think uh, I think we have more to talk about than I previously realized. But I think I'll wait for a quieter atmosphere. I think right now let's hear a couple of stories about how valiant the bear is. Or courageous the bear is. Now that
4: does sound like a great idea.
0: When you say how courageous the bear is, the one next to you, Rex, says It's almost like kind of a roll tide thing. For the bear!
2: in the whole room, mm-hmm. raise their glasses and... For
0: the bear!
2: What was that? Everybody
0: in the room? Really, just the soldiers?
2: Yeah. I, was, I guess I was just curious how the table of gnomes Roll responded perception. to that.
0: 15? 20?
2: 8?
0: Yeah, Miramunir and Brom, you see the gnomes, they're talking amongst themselves and... For the bear! Mm-hmm. For the bear. Okay. So they're participating, but token-wise. Let's hear these stories, right? Oh, you talking to me?
4: Just, uh, yeah, I thought
0: oh, you are going to tell sorry. us about
4: how courageous and fearsome this bear is, right? Like, tell me about your guys' uh, exploits and well, what's the uh, coolest thing you've done.
2: What's the coolest thing I've
0: done? Yeah. The coolest thing that I've ever done? Okay. So, this one time.
2: Don't be afraid to
0: spice it up. We're all drinking here. I don't, I don't really need to spice it up so this one time it was just a foray down into lower distribution whatever and we kind of got down into the forests of gray a little bit and um I found this monkey and it was just a little tiny monkey but I took it upon myself in my downtime to train the monkey and I guess I just trained the monkey and I taught him to go steal things or little bobbles and whatever don't get me wrong I'm not a thief or anything like that but just uh no i had a little monkey trained him up and
4: that was pretty cool that is really cool where, where's your monkey now uh well that's a different story what's the coolest thing you ever did first of all what the hell is a monkey
3: <laughs>
2: i'm not familiar with this creature like serious
0: yeah oh well it's a small
2: like
0: it it looks like a little person except it's furry like
2: them over there uh- i think they're called halflings where i'm from like small little people of hairy so those are those are gnomes. Well, those ones are. I'm saying halflings are like that, smaller. And I hairier. guess I've never
0: really met a halfling, so.
2: I think it's a monkey or... I think it's the same thing. No, he no. was like this big. Oh well, that's way smaller than I was thinking. Yeah. So, but they're covered in fur, not just their feet. Maybe a quarterling, or an eighthling,
0: maybe. Eighthling. Eighthling. That sounds. That sounds. That, that rolls off the tongue a little better, don't you think? I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you great. trained it. Yep. Named it Marcel. So they talk? No,
3: no,
2: no.
0: They. they ah! It's it's.
2: They're really wild animals. Sounds like nightmare fuel. Kind of ridiculous, really. Some
0: of them have tails. Some of them don't. Except, I think they call the ones that don't have tails chimpanzees,
3: or I don't, I don't know.
2: Ah, you're a chimpanzee.
3: <laughs> I'll let that one slide.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I have been meaning to ask you why do we have tail and no tail dragons
5: well back in the cave we needed to be able to swim through the deep underground rivers and tail makes it easier for us to navigate through the water oh and see that makes perfect sense like if you have
0: a tail that you get swing back and forth that's that would definitely propel you through the water it makes perfect sense to me
2: so well, let me guess you'd fucking drowned
3: never tried to swim before but
2: well, we better keep you away from the water yeah it's a good Probably thing best. you've got a horse.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Stick with the land. Wait,
2: he has a horse? Yeah.
3: Yes. Huh. What is that? Don't you have
2: a horse?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I have a horse,
3: but I. But I you don't know.
2: think lizards can have a horse? It's okay. Nope. it's okay to call you lizard, right? Yes. You right. can.
3: He can't. Hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got a problem uh, me. with me having a horse? Let's not talk about your damn horse. Hey. That stupid name. Mm.
1: About to be a bar brawl Is that a.
0: Look, I meant no disrespect
3: No disrespect taken
0: Eh? I would also like to point out the fact that In character, this guy that was afraid of these two giant people When I looked at you and you You both were mad dogging me <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, whoa I am in this situation
5: I'm gonna look at him and Just Think
2: No disrespect taken Got right. This gonna, ale hits pretty well, doesn't it? I'm gonna. It? I'm just gonna. It was nice meeting y'all. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and sip my beer. I got a question for you, if you don't mind, before you get done with that one. It doesn't seem like this is our usual amount of attention that we've received walking in here. Do not get many Dragonborn in here. Oh, no. I mean. Uh, uh, I... Mm. <coughs> I spit it out, friend.
1: I. I don't want to get
0: beat
2: up. By these two? <laughs> or by everybody else? I, I, get,
0: I guess both those statements, Dan.
2: Um, however, no. I think... Uh, permission to speak freely. Permission granted as far as I can tell. Go for it. Go ahead and
3: spill it. Okay.
0: Uh, so, there's been a dragon sighting. So oh, we've heard. you have heard more. Well, yes. Um, so... Supposedly, there's been a dragon sighting up towards the the, the Crimson Peaks. So when he, mm, ugh, this is problematic, uh, but when I'm I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna
2: say it. Permission to speak freely. Oh, go
0: it's ahead. Have dragons guys. their uncle. Really? Yeah. Well, when 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 you're kind shows up uh yeah it it stirs stirs the pot a little bit i would imagine no there's been supposedly sightings of a dragon a little bit kind of northwest of here uh i can't remember his name i really it's kind of scuttlebutt i kind of take it as like oh yes there's a dragon oh, dear. but uh supposedly there's there's an old dragon lair up in the crimson Peaks, but uh
2: well, I heard a, heard a couple poems of a dragon up in the north here. Any idea what color that one is? And he looks at his buddy and he says,
0: It was red. Red dragon. And he says, No, no, it wasn't red. It was... And the other one says, You're right, it wasn't red. Silver? And he says, I, I
3: think it was silver, yeah. I guess,
2: I guess I'm not sure. I guess I never properly asked how uh, how close you are to your kin of that nature. His buddy says, "Blue. It was blue." With that, a, are you sure? A shadow of yes. sadness
5: passes over my face. I also have a brief moment of just sadness wash over me. And as much as as
0: they have been drinking, they kind of notice and say, uh, uh, "Did I did I say something wrong?"
2: we lost a friend of ours on the road. He was a blue dragonborn, not a big one like this one you're talking about fella just shortly bigger than my size not a big one like these two giants big fellows, you travel with hey it's easier when you can stand in the shade but he fell on the road he encountered some kind of giant tree but he was all festered and decayed and rotting and putrid and it just about ended me but luckily my friend here dealt with him pretty kindly kept my butt alive but now we're here. It's quite a story, friend. I hey, didn't you know anything about any of that. Do you have any problems with decayed, corrupt trees? Aye. No. Yeah, it looks like you got pretty nice digs in here. I suppose you probably don't travel much in the forest. Um, When you get the despicia assignment, it, I don't know, it's pretty cushion. Are you guys worried about this dragon at all? No. And the other one says just curious it looked like all your siege equipment was rolling south and one of them turns back to his beard
0: the other one says
2: sorry my what ah we passed an army on the way up here traveling with a bunch of siege equipment sparing your emblem they pushed us off the roadways and the one that's actually interested in what you're saying reacts
0: as if he got kicked under the table and he says i guess i don't know much about that
2: insight that would be a natural 20 I fucking love this die I just i'm gonna say it. This thing is amazing, except that it equally rolls ones. No, as the soldier
0: reacts and says what he says, and you're confident
2: that he knows everything about that. Did I uh, get a pretty good idea that that was a kick under the table? Yes. Looks like you might be uh talking out of bounds, friend. Hey, eh? I'm gonna look over at the fellow that kicked him. He just sips his beer and kind of glances off to the side. Now, why wouldn't you want to be talking about that? I heard you guys go back and forth pretty regularly. Are we making a bit of a grab at something a little more permanent? Roll persuasion. Well, that's not something I'm good at. Eighteen? The one is drinking his beer and looking up to the
0: side. The other one says, Alright. Have you heard about Lord Ferris? I have. So... Kind of a bad deal, and Osperia is not happy with Aconitum Falls because of how that was handled. And are you f- you familiar with Aconitum Falls? I. Okay. So, since it's been historically neutral, Osperia has
2: decided to take Aconitum Falls for their own because of our Lord Fervus, You say that was the catalyst. Yes. He was what one of your uh, the nine. Is that correct? Seven. Seven? Oh, I suppose the six now. There's seven
0: now, which is a whole other political landscape. <clears throat>
2: Quit kicking me. They already know. Just drink or drink. And how do you feel about that? You're willing uh, to be in a war over some agendracon? All right. And I want to look over and see if there's any like eyebrows raised on this side of the table. On that mansion So yeah,
0: Mirmanir would have heard the name. and You two would have had a little bit of history with that. To know when you say a Ginder-Con, he kind of gives you a sharp glance and says, "Well, I guess all I know is that I'm pretty happy to be stationed here at Upper Disputia.
2: I am pretty happy to be up here as well. That Aconitum uh, Falls was a pit of vipers. Yeah, it is what it is. And he kind of glances at his counterpart there.
0: I think it's past my bedtime. Mr. counterpart looks at him and says I agree I'd kill for a battle of Lafroy right now At this point the uh, two Asperian soldiers That are at your eh, quote unquote shared table The one realizes he may have overstepped his bounds And said too much And so they're going to retire At Grom's comment One of the gnomes from the table says Ah, if you get in the frog Bring it over here
2: <laughs> I thought it was your turn to buy
1: Not about last time
2: I thought we were going to roll dice for it. A uh, different one says, what gave you that idea? Well, because <sighs> you're feeling lucky. I'd imagine it'd be hard to keep a bottle of that around here. Seems like a lot of flowing coin.
0: No, take that up with you, Noah. She's the one that doesn't keep the bottles around here. And then you see
4: one of the other ones punch one in the shoulder. Yep, for some dice. Well, yeah, I'm always hoping for some dice. What you one of the other ones says?
0: <laughs> Scotch and dice?
4: <laughs> Bring it on over. Let's do it. I think our table might be bigger, though. You guys should come over here. Nonsense. Yeah, you're, you're you're coming to our turf.
5: So are they sitting at a regular sized table, or is this table just shorter? Nope, it's a regular sized table. Okay, it's like like they're up on their
2: knees. I'm not a whole lot bigger than them, so we're gonna fit right <laughs> in.
4: Mosey on over there. What are we putting up against this Lefroy?
2: Do you have anything to bet?
4: Well, what? Well, I've never had this Lefroy before, I guess. So I, is it? Is it good or what? I mean, is it worth a flower? Well, it was not worth a flower. What about this little potion? It's
2: definitely worth that. No, what are you talking about? If it's worth a flower. What kind of flower are you talking about? Oh, I need this flower. You ever seen one of these before? Pulled it out of my belt, which, I mean, they could see it while it was at the belt. <laughs> it's fucking gigantic. <laughs> you you, you, you ever seen a flower like that before? Oh, you have? Hmm? What do you know about a flower like this? yeah uh, like that, it's a flower from a tree, yet, right? Right? Do you know anything about wood blight? Yeah, enough to know that I see it, that you uh, have it, <laughs> and that's why I need the flower. <laughs> oh, so, are you trying to gamble a little <laughs> Oh, I'm not.
4: That was that was me. He lost, doesn't lost have the
2: it. Says, "You guys seem like a
0: really good time. You should come hang out."
4: Hey V, drag that table over here. All right,
3: I'm coming over. There it is.
4: Murray, you couldn't have helped a little bit.
3: Yeah, Murray. You big bastard. Why don't you help me out?
5: I was too busy. Eating, I know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: didn't I'm even notice.
4: There. Just the plate.
3: The table went out <laughs> underneath them.
4: I'm
5: on like my 23rd plate of food. Yeah. I'm only like, halfway there.
3: Tyler Laura barely ate and he just wanted to finish hers.
2: I imagine that at some point in time during that you've reached over to drink out of their pitcher and they didn't say a damn thing about it.
5: <laughs> I'm gonna... Get up, grab my chair, and kind of just walk on over and take a seat.
2: Yeah, you better stick with that one, big fella. It's holding you. So, you recognize Woodblight as well, eh? I don't suppose you might know what to do with this damnable flower to fix it. Eh,
5: yeah,
2: I don't. Auntie Marion might, though. Is Auntie Marion in this town? Oh, no. Well, he's up in Econo. Up and where? Econo? Easiest ways, north around the mountain. I pull out this little map that we've got. And you would recognize Ekinah as Kepler's home. Uh-oh. Oh, Ekinah. Here we go. Hi, my friend Kevlar loves the... Go, oh, you know up there Oh, don't tell me you know Kevlar. And when the other one says, like, you know Kevlar. Well, aren't you full of surprises? Just live me life. Next you're going to tell me you know porm as well. Mm. Hmm. Almost uh, at once, all five
0: of them are just like,
2: nope. Forum <laughs> <laughs> sucks. We love Kepler. We do too. Yeah, Show a thing about his Mom. Yes. My dad doing all right, though. What was that name again? The one that knew how to deal with this damn flower. Auntie. Oh, he just threw out Auntie Marion. Auntie Marion. All right, I'm making a mental note of that.
0: The first a gnome, it's a young gnome with curly hair and stubble for a beard, wears a supremely complicated monocle over his right eye, but most notably is his right hand. It's overtly of clockwork construction, and it moves so naturally that if it were gloved you would have no idea of its nature. The second one is a bookish sword with a dagger strapped to his belt, although on him it serves to be a short sword wears clothes more suited to indoor activities rather than travel and he regards you with green eyes that communicate that he is genuinely interested in what you have to say each time he meets your gaze. Interestingly he has what appears to be a ferret lazily resting on his shoulder. On a second glance you see that his left arm seems to be limp at his side. Next a young gnome Despite her silver hair, she is clad primarily in red leathers and a pair of spectacles that look like they are designed more for functional safety than vision enhancement, rest atop her head. Strapped to her back is a blade with a strange tube affixed to the back edge, each culminating in a hilt that looks to be more of a handle that would be better suited to pointing a weapon at something than swinging it. The fourth, a bright-eyed gnome with short curly hairs. She's dressed in a functional pants with a red corset over a white shirt with a matching scarf. A blue tunic matches her eyes as well as her dangly earrings with inset blue jeans. The last one, exhibiting facial ticks, A darker-skinned fellow with white hair pulled up out of his face with a purple bandana. The cloak he sports matches his hair accessory and the spectacles he wears rest easily at the end of his nose. He looks at you over the top of them with a the look that belies an intense intelligence. You also notice a silver cube with some strange etchings on it dangling from a chain made from a similar
4: material. Well, all right, I got this potion here. It's a, what did you say, it's a reading potion, right? So is this gonna be good enough for that uh, that bottle? A reading potion, huh? Yeah, I think it makes you read. It makes you read? I think it just makes it, yeah, you have to read, but I think it makes you be able to read. I don't, I've never tried it. This guy. So
0: like it doesn't make, it makes
4: you read or like it. I think I think we're getting a little confused, but I think what we're saying <laughs> is that you're able to read stuff that you wouldn't normally be able oh, to. so read. it allows you to read. If that's the words you're gonna use, then yes, sir.
2: I mean, words mean things. Well, I don't think we ever said you couldn't read. I don't know that you need our permission. But what my friend Brax here is trying to say is that he doesn't know how to read. But if you drink this potion, you will be able to. That sounds like
4: he should keep that potion, there, huh? Well, I'm not using this potion. I'm not going to use it. The, he hasn't found any use for it. Good. The other one says, All right, so
2: what's the game? Well, what the hell do you make of that hand of yours? What's going on over there? <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. What does this... this? Yeah, reach out to shake his hand. He reaches out with his other one. Oh, I want to hold that one. <laughs> Is it strong? Quite. Could you crush mine to bits? Do you want me to? No, not particularly. <laughs> I'm just curious. I've never seen anything like it. I pull my weapon out from the head, and it's just like this super crude bone and leather and feathers. I guess I'm not familiar with anything that intricate and amazing there's a place for that in yes I will shake your hand. I reach out to shake his hand. Is it comfortable? Is my hand breaking? or is he nice to me? It's like the perfect
4: pressure. I'm just fascinated by it Like
2: I'll be damned
4: that is that is something else It's cold oh, it's cold <laughs> how'd you how'd you come by that? Oh well, it's what we do in
2: Oh, I can't wait to go there it's just... Not lie. one thing
0: you got here uh, all of the clockwork we just we look a, a lot better. That's just a clock. It's <laughs> clockwork. It's <laughs> Here, show, show me your hand. Show me your hand. And the other one reaches his hand out, and it's, it's basically
2: a mechanical hand. So that's a clock, eh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no that's, it's.
2: Uh, okay, I feel like I might be peaching to a brick wall here. I'm not sure. I smile a big, sharpened teeth smile. Sorry. Let's just say I'm not overly used to all this, but I'm trying to get it. But that's... Fucking cool. <laughs> What's your name, friend? The clock arm. I am. NXF. NXF. My friends call me Clocko. No, my friends call me NXF. <laughs> well, I won't ask you how to spell it, but that's really interesting. I'll say if we're rolling dice, you've got to use your other hand.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I found you out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She putting it up. Let's roll some dice.
4: Yeah.
0: Real quick, one of the females says, well, if you think that's cool, check this out. It's just in her bag. We're about to see some crazy shit. Puts a basically uh it's a squirrel. Except it's a clockwork squirrel on a table and the squirrel's like
2: What the hell am I looking at?
4: Is this is this magic? Is this what this is? You're just controlling it like a puppet. I can do kind of stuff like that sometimes.
0: And the one with the clockwork hands is there's an element of magic there, yeah.
4: But not all of it.
0: Not all of it. Do you see how the and the squirrel pops up and is just like <laughs> rubs the face of the hand real real quick? And like, like, do you see how the gears make the shoulder work like that? Mm,
2: it's perfect. <laughs> what do I have? What'll you wager for the squirrel? <laughs> Oh, and the one that brought the
0: squirrel out was just like, you better better have something, something something,
2: fantastic.
5: I'll arm wrestle you for it.
2: (laughs) He's got the jokes. It's funny. I got a necklace that I pull off that looks way too fancy for me. I'll set that down on the table. Would you wager this against it? Which necklace is that? Lightning resist. (laughs) You know, before we encounter the blue dragon. <laughs> Don't need this. There's a squirrel. The one with the monocle
0: adjusts
3: it. And
0: <laughs> comes in and out,
2: looks at the excited one, nods. And she says, What's the game? You name the game. I've got one. But uh, I'm not familiar with your games. High low.
1: Rollies! 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 <laughs> yeah, let's just do
2: rollies. Well, if I get a robot squirrel, this is going to be some
3: shit.
4: She like, okay, I got some dice. I'm going to be watching real close and seeing if she does anything it's tricksy. It's dice. It's dice. It's fine. It's right. It's dice. So we're going to roll. You got a dice. I got two dice. Here,
2: let me give you that one. So I got your dice. So we're going to roll. And whoever gets higher wins. Higher wins. Oh, damn. That squirrel looks amazing.
3: Roll!
0: Bedlam Social Hour is a piece in the chaos production. Bedlam's Social Hour is Percy Steele as Grom, Carrie Dennis as Tyla Lore, Peyton Palmer as Mirmalnir, Mark McGrath as Brax Rome, introducing Matt Wagner as Valrill, Heidi Steele as Theora Grom's former wife, and yours truly Bedlam as everybody else. Thank you for listening, and as always, work hard and be kind.
4: Your 11 is cute.